Madrid podcast. I'm going out because I need to change my life. Yes, what's going on, guys? It's Adam here from the Bottle Joke Podcast. Welcome to episode 66. Today, we're going to be diving in on why your impatience is killing your dating life. All right, why you, for some reason, could not just go on one more day two, one more day three, see her one more time, be a little bit more empathetic, and that kills your chance with this girl. Kills your chances with this girl because you weren't able to read the person in front of you. That's really where this comes from. You know, this is actually, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm, job, I'm skipping a lot of hurdles right now. I'm skipping a lot of hurdles. But this is coming from an email from this guy sending me a couple of emails back and forward. And he's, we're going to go into this. We'll dive into the full context of it, you know, privacy withheld, of course. But, you know, the, the, the common thing, and this is something that I went through big time, big time when I was coming up, is that I was just so impatient, especially when you're a man who's living the direct life. When you go through your interactions with this direct, congruent, and authentic principles, right? When you go through life with those principles and you step to every girl with this just this direct intent where there's no bullshit, there's no bullshit. You just tell every girl what's up, how it's going to be, and if they want to be party to this, then we're going to have a party. But if they don't want to be party to this, then fuck it, we'll move on. Now, that actually, that bit right there, then fuck it, we'll move on. That's what we're going to talk about today because the then fuck it, we will move on sometimes happens too quickly. And I'll be the first person to say that I fucked this up many times. I had to go through this mistake many times. And such is life. Such is the nature of this journey where it's like a ladder of fuck-ups you have to mount. Right? There's this ladder. There's this ladder on this journey. It feels like you climb this ladder. And it's like the first mistakes, you just got to keep fucking up just opening the girl. And then you got to keep fucking up just getting her out onto a day two and they're going to keep fucking up when you're on the day two, just being present. They're going to keep fucking up, just trying to get her back to your place. You know, if it's just this next rung, next rung of fucking up, such as life, such as the nature of this life. So that's what I want to go into with you guys today. It's based on this email from this guy. And we're going to talk about your impatience, right? When, when you need to exercise just a little more patience, which really comes from empathy, or if you can be a little bit more empathetic, you're going to be able to exercise a little bit more patience. And we'll talk about also, when you don't need to be patient, when it's fine to cut things off and the, when I said before, all right, all right, then, well, fuck it, we'll move on, when that's privy as well, when that's called for as well. So that's what today's about. Uh, what up, guys? Hope you guys are doing well. I just came off training, uh, push strength training, feeling good. And actually, I just got to say something to those of you that are on YouTube right now. If the lighting goes in and out, I don't know what's up. It's autumn, so there's clouds. Fuck it, deal with it. All right, deal with it. The light is going to be a chip and chop. Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes, CastBox, website, whatever, hope you guys are doing well as well. Always oh, sounds weird when I say that, doing well as well. It sounds weird. I've got to find another way of saying that. Okay. So, oh, also, by the way, great feedback. Fantastic feedback on last, I wasn't last week, week before was Potter. Really appreciate that, guys. So keep Keep it coming in. If you guys got suggestions for the photo, you got uh, things you want me to talk about, you got stories, email me at boldojo.com. You can hit me up in the different boxes. You can send me stuff there or on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang1. That's where I'm most active. You know, I haven't put out a video on YouTube in a week and a half or so, but I'm up on Instagram every single day, putting up something inspirational, putting up something to get you guys going. So yeah, that's cool. Now let's go into this. I got this email. I'm going to read out this email. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So not using his real name, but let me just call him Coombs. I'm gonna call him Coombs. And he goes, Hey Adam, 
So he scheduled his second date with the same girl last evening. Oh, he, this is got context from a previous. Uh, so this is technically the day three. I believe it's day three, but this, it's been like a long drawn out process. There's a few months in between. Anyways, so he scheduled his second date with the same girl last evening. I proposed wine after dinner at my place. She agreed. Stayed back entire night, but didn't let me go to third base. I felt things would have been different had I been smoother with the escalation. I didn't K-close until we were home. Happens quite often with me that if the girl is not compliant or reluctantly compliant, I lose my drive after a certain point and start feeling negative and rejected. Any suggestions? Regards, Coombs. So there it is. There it is. When I, and I actually, I haven't responded to this email, and I received it a while ago, and I was just thinking about how I was going to tackle this, and I felt like Potter was the best way because there's going to be a lot of nuances here. And I alluded to at the beginning of his Potter that I'm the biggest culprit of what this guy has just explained. Like when he goes, when a girl's not compliant, when this girl's not being compliant with me or she's reluctantly compliant, and basically what that is, all that is, is that she's not ready. She's not comfortable enough yet. You haven't done a good enough job to ease her into this feeling, ease her into this moment. We'll talk about that in a second, so hang your hat on that for a sec. We'll talk about where that compliance is going to come from and where it doesn't come from. But then when you lose your drive after a certain point because you just feel like, oh, I'm just not making any headway here. I'm the biggest culprit of this. I, you, there's, there's so many stories I can think of that I can point towards where I was on a day two, just like this guy was. You know, I was on a day two, and you know, things were going great, things were going awesome, but the moment you go to kiss the girl or the moment you try and you know, escalate things a little bit further, you know, she puts up red lights. She puts up red lights and she's like not comfortable for this right now and you can become dejected. You can become not rejected but dejected because of it. You know, the way that he's even used that word, I don't think English is his first language. Just based on his name and the way he's written this, or maybe he's just email, his written grammar is not very good. But he used the words and start feeling negative and rejected. So even that's not correct grammar. But, you know, even he used the word rejected. And that's that's where you're making the big mistakes here. That's a huge mistake you're making if you feel like just because a girl's not comfortable right now, just because a girl's giving you red light right now, that she that somehow interprets and that somehow overall means that she doesn't want you at all. She doesn't want you to be here at all and that you have, in fact, been rejected. It's not the case. The, the time that that is, that is the case is when a girl literally tells you to fuck off. Like when a girl literally says, I need you to get the fuck out of here. That's when you have, in fact, been rejected. But this is one of the things. It's a misperception. Guys that have uh, less experience and not enough experience and maybe you're just, you're just stepping. You're just stepping into this realm of having to manage a girl's level of comfortability. And you're having to access different levels of empathy within your mind and your skill set to deal with this person in front of you. And if you're not used to that, then it can feel like you have been rejected because, I don't know, like let's save this guy's example, right? Is that on the second day, having wine, back, proposed wine after dinner, she agreed to that, so it seems like it's going well. It's green lights from here, green lights from here. Stayed back the entire night, but didn't let me go to third, but she stayed back. I felt things would have been... Uh, a little bit smoother. I didn't K-close until we were home. So I don't know. I don't want to talk on that because there's not enough context for me to talk about that. But, you know, it happens, this part here happens quite often to me that if this girl is non-compliant or reluctantly compliant, I lose my drive after a certain point. If you're not used to being in front of a girl that has been giving you green light, green light, green light, green light the whole entire night, but then like, I don't know, you're sitting on the couch, 
sit on the couch. You just watch Sword of the Stranger. You just watch 47 Rodent. I don't know whatever the hell you're watching. You just watch this Disney movie. And uh, you feel like it's time. You start start making out. It's getting amorous, getting physical. And at some point, whatever point it is, uh, he didn't specifically say what point it was that she gave him a red light, gave him the non-compliance. And, you know, so there's obviously not enough context there for me on this guy's story. So I'll probably stop referencing this now and just go off into the greater realm of where I want to take this photo. You know, go into some of my own stories here. But, you know, if you guys get in my mind uh, as a coach, and if I was Skype coaching with this guy and we're doing a session, that's the first question I would ask. The first question I would ask and the first question you should ask yourself. So say you're you're good old Jimmy listening to this. You're Jimmy somewhere in the world listening to this photo and you're going through this exact same thing where... Your skill set's good enough to be going up cold approach. You're meeting girls on the street. You're meeting girls at night. You're bringing them back to your place after day twos. But now getting physical, getting sexual, this is where the real roadblocks are. What I want you to be thinking about and what I would be saying to my, if this guy was my client, he's not, he's just sending me emails. If he was my client and we were speaking on this in a Skype session, the first question I would ask is, well, at what point did the non-compliance come? At what point did the red light come? At what point did you feel that she was not comfortable to be able to step into the next, you know, deeper level with you. You know, get a little more physical. Open up a little bit more, both emotionally, on a sexual level, both emotionally and physically. When did that happen? That's the question you should be asking. Because this self-awareness, and what is it? It's self-awareness. What I'm getting you to do is be self-aware about what was actually happening in the moment. Because it's not good enough just to, you know, go through this experience and feel like, well, she was just, she was just not compliant. But when? When? What was she doing? What was she saying? What was the vibe that was feeling? That's the first thing that goes through my my mind. Just as a tactical thing. Like I know a lot of times we start off these potters really just going into the high level mentalities and then we kind of finish up with tactics because it's really mentality first as always. But that's one thing you guys can take right there that if you want to, you're dealing with your own impatience, at what point did you become impatient? At what point during this day three, day four, whatever date it is, and this is micro. This is fucking micro. So sit down a second. Sit down and, and jive with me and vibe with me here because we're just talking on micro right now. We will get more macro. We will bring it out more macro. But just in the micro of things, you know, at what point was she uncomfortable? And at what point did you get dejected? At what point did you feel like this is not working? And when you look at that, what you will often find is clues. If you can be that honest, if you can be that honest and you can really sit down with yourself and go, well... Oh, and actually, hold up, even hold up, even for you to be able to go ahead and say to yourself, at what point was I impatient? That presumes and that is predicated upon the point of which you that of which you understand that, oh, I was in fact being impatient. And that's where we tie back. So this is like tie back, tie back, tie back to the original thing I want to talk about, which is actually just discovering how you are in fact being impatient. So it's we went we went a lot of backward circles there, but Hang with me. I gotta reset this camera. You know, it's almost like we just went to the end of the potter at the beginning of the potter. But actually, that's what that's what I fucking love. I love it when movies do that. I love it when animes do that, where they show you the uh, actually Quentin Tarantino's movies are famous for it. That's his thing, showing you guys, showing us, you know, the reverse and then going in forward. So I, I like that. But so yeah, going back on it. You have to actually understand how it is that you're being impatient to even be self-aware about the fact of that of how we're going to fix this. So let's go right back to the start here and really explain what that means. 
you have to show high levels of empathy when you get into this stage of an interaction. You know, I've said this before. You can have very low levels of empathy just to be able to close a girl on the street or just be able to close a girl in a club. You don't have to be this absolute connoisseur of emotional currency and emotional frequencies that are running alongside each other. You know, especially at night. Especially at night, because night's just crazy as fuck. But then during the day, you are required to have a slightly more refined skill set. There's a lot more uh, social barriers. There's a lot more, let's say, dimensions to that interaction that don't appear at night. Or just that don't appear at night. There are other dimensions that appear in the night that don't appear in the day, of course. But there are a lot of things in the day that do require you to be a little bit more gentlemanly, gentlemanly about it, a little bit more savvy about it. But even so, it's nothing. It is nothing compared to the level and understanding of someone else's comfortability when you actually bring them into your world. And this is why I've always said that, you know, pick up's just the first 10%. How you meet the girl is just the first 10%. It's everything else after that. It's, it's, it is the one hour day two you get a couple of days later because you're both on lunch break and you guys get coffee together. And then it's the day three after that, after that one, which you were able to set up for, hey, let's come back, let's cook something tonight, right? I'm gonna cook this, you bring these ingredients, you bring the movie, we'll do something together. You know, whatever it is, whatever you're doing. It's, it's this, this step-by-step that happens after it that requires you now to evolve into a really a different person. And when I say that, what I really mean is a person that has a more refined skill set. Because what this guy is showing me here, and when this guy says that he feels like he starts feeling negative, starts feeling rejected, that's his word, rejected based on the fact that a girl's not being compliant. And, you know, we're going to have to nail that down for uh, all intents and purposes here. Let's just say, let's just say he's, because I don't know, but let's just say you bring this girl back you're on the couch, you're watching this movie, and maybe you're making out during the movie, or maybe it happened afterwards, and then now you feel like you want to step things up. It only feels natural, but she pulls back, but she's not feeling ready. She's not feeling comfortable. Now, you have a decision in that moment. In the moment when she gives you a red light, you have a decision to either cool and chill or to just spit the dummy and throw your bag in, right? You can throw the gloves up. You can say, fuck this shit, white flag, I'm out, which is essentially what this guy is doing. The moment you get negative, the moment that you start to feel rejected, air quotes, rejected, or even just dejected, right? I prefer that word, but I'm using his word here because actually they mean two different things. Dejected is the negative feelings. Rejected is actually something a little bit deeper, but I'm not sure because he doesn't seem to be an English first speaker. So I'm not sure if he truly understands what the meaning of the word rejected is. I don't know. That's all semantics. You get what I'm saying. The moment you dive into that and you start to You start to dive into those feelings of the negativity. You start to feel like, oh, maybe this girl doesn't like me. Or maybe this girl is not feeling me. Or maybe I fucked up back then. Because even like he said here, like, uh, you know, in in postage writing this email, but he goes, you know, I feel like things would have been different if I was smoother with the escalation. If I didn't clear clothes until we were home. You know, you start to think of things like that. And a lot of that shit starts to pop up in the moment as well. Don't think that that's all stuff that's happening, you know, in post. I feel like, not just I feel like, I know from personal experience, when you don't know how to handle a girl's red light, you definitely start to dive and you start to taste some of that negativity. You start to taste some of that uh, downward spiraling. It happens in the moment. It's not just that it happens like you stay in this nice, clean, clean vibrational state in the interaction. And then afterwards, you just all of a sudden start realizing what happened. No, a lot of the negativity affects you in that moment. And that's just from a lack of experience. 
And this is one of the key points I want to get to here and really nail this in and really drive this in. When you're in that moment and you sense the first red light, all that she's asking for you to do is calm down. She's asking you to hold your frame. And when you hold your frame, if you can do it strong enough, you can hold a frame that's strong enough that invites her into your frame. That invites her into, well, I'm not feeling it because what's going on? When a girl throws up a red light, it is because she is not comfortable with the situation. You can look at a million different situational reasons as to, oh, maybe her her best friend's in the other room. That's why she's not comfortable. Or maybe it's because her parents are in the next room. That's why she's uncomfortable. Or maybe because some guys have mistreated her sexually in the past. That you know, Whatever it is, whatever the situational context is, that doesn't matter. That's the wrapping paper. The present inside and the gift inside and the main ticket here is that she is not comfortable. So when you get a girl that is not comfortable, does that mean that we just white flag it? We white flag that bitch and go, well, I'm out. You know, I tried this once. I tried this a couple of times. Tried to kiss her a couple of times. Tried to get her clothes off a couple of times. Tried to get more sexual a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, it's not working. She's not comfortable. So I, so I wave the white flag. You know, I'm trying to paint this without actually saying it word for word because you guys, if you're listening intently, you should be getting this right now that, oh, no, it's got actually very little to do with me. Because if it did have a lot to do with me, then she probably wouldn't be here. If a girl was uncomfortable because of something you did, that generally would result in her slapping the shit out of you or leaving the situation altogether. right? If you did something that made her so uncomfortable, like uh, you went too far with the touch, maybe you touched an area she wasn't comfortable with, or you tried to peel off something that she didn't want peeled off, or that you tried to kiss her when she didn't want to be kissed. You know, anything that borders on and goes beyond the line of this is what I'm comfortable with physically, then a girl, and that's something that you did. Make no mistake, that's something that you did. Then by all means, a girl is going to either you know, slap you or she's going to walk right out. Right out. She's going to peace out. So if you can look at that there, if that's not what's happening, if the girl is still here with you, she's still here in this environment with you, she's still in the situation, but she's just not comfortable yet, then all that is asking of you is just be patient. Like, be patient. A red light does not mean wave the white flag. A red light does not mean this is the end of the situation. And this goes right back to interactions on the street. Just because a girl says, I could go meet my friends right now, but she's still standing there with you. That means she's not comfortable right now. She needs you to hold the ship. She needs you to hold the frame. She needs you to calm the situation down and show her that you do, you not only do you not need this, and by not needing this, how does that come out in a manifestation? Oh, I'm comfortable to chill here. I'm okay. So I go to kiss this girl, and she's not comfortable with kissing me. Hey, that's fine. Back to what we were doing. Back to what we were doing. And therein lies the magic of this lesson. Therein lies the key thing here in that instead you have two choices. You either get rejected or dejected. You get negative on yourself. You feel like you fucked up. If you did something so monumentally fucked up that there's no way you're going to be able to get this girl on side of you. So what? white flag, white flag, right? We just, we just for some reason drop all our principles and we white flag this bitch. That, you choose that or you can go, oh, let me step a level above. Let me elevate my self-awareness of what this girl's feeling. And this is where the empathy comes in. This is where the empathy needs to just flow through of you and go, oh, she's not comfortable right now. Listen, through this direct lifestyle that I live, 
this direct and congruent and authentic lifestyle that I live. Yeah, I'm all go. I'm all cylinders, baby. I'm firing on all cylinders, which means I'm I'm, I'm ready. I am ready to let go of my inhibitions. I'm ready to experience what it means to just be a feminine and masculine presence coming together in this one moment and just feel that together. But that doesn't mean she is. Right? That doesn't mean that she is. And that's that's one of the that's man, I love that lesson. I fucking love that lesson. I'm smiling so big right now because it took me so long to work that out. It took me so long to work that out that just because I'm at this stage of progression sexually, emotionally, and physically, that doesn't mean that she is. So this is the choices, my friends. You got this choice where you could go, all right, let me elevate my self-awareness. Let me elevate my perception and my ability to be empathetic to the other person receiving on this end, receiving and giving, because this is a two-way street here. Let me step that up and go, well, if she's still here, it's obvious that it's not something that I did that was so fucked up. Because if I did, she wouldn't be here. Trust me. You do something so bad, a girl's going to leave. A girl's going to peace out. So what's really going on here? Oh, based on her experiences in life, based on the guy she's been with in life, based on her assumptions of this relationship and where you guys are going forward and the pace at which you guys need to go forward. You know, this is early days. This is early days. We don't really know each other that much yet. She's not ready. She's not ready yet. And when you can feel that, when you can feel that and you can understand that and that you can just sit there in the pocket, you sit there in the pocket and go, all right, she's not ready yet. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to chill. I'm going I'm to use this red light. This red light that she's popping up, she goes, oh, hold on, hold on, not yet, son, not yet, son. And I'm going to go, oh, cool, this is where she's at. You know, that, that is the perspective that I have. Whenever a girl is giving me, you know, this type of resistance, this type of non-compliance, this type, and even that, even that term, I'm using his words. Have you guys ever, listen, to those of you, if you're a new guy listening to this potter, you're not going to be able to answer this question. But to those of you that are the religious, for the, that even that's not a good word. But for those of you that have been long-time followers, shouldn't be religious about anything uh, that I do or say, you know, that's a whole different topic. I just, I don't know, it came out because it sounded good. But, you know, you're a long-time follower of this potter. You're a long-time follower of this potter. Have you ever heard me use the term non-compliancy? I'm asking those of you that have been that have literally listened to every 60 to all 66 of these potters, listened to including this one. I have never once used the term non-compliancy. The only reason why I said that is because that's his words. That's the words that he used. Let me reset this camera. Now, why is that important? Why is that important that I've never used the term non-compliancy? Because of what I was just stumbling upon, which is that when I went to use that word, I realized that, and I was talking about, so this is what happens when a girl is showing me resistance, right? I use the word resistance, but I never use the word non-compliancy or that term non-compliancy. Why? Why is that? Because it's just, that's not how I view things. And that you can see why this guy used that term. And because look at the way that he handles his interactions. He got negative and felt rejected when this girl showed him a red light and interpreted that as that, oh, this girl's not being compliant with me. No, 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 no. You're not being compliant with her. That is such a key, crucial thing. You're not being compliant with her. And what I mean by that is that you're not being, you're not being compliant enough to read the girl in front of you. It's not about who's being compliant and who's being non-compliant. It's about who's able to read the energy, who's able to read the vibe in this room, who's able to sit there in front of a human being and go, this is where they're actually at. This is where I'm at. And 
what type of discrepancy is there between that? See, that the term non-compliancy and why that really rubs me wrong as we start to dive into it more is that it's not, it's not about that at all, right? You should never be in an interaction, in my opinion, thinking about is she compliant or is she non-compliant? Is, 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 she, is she doing what I want her to do or is she not doing what I want her to do? Because what that insinuates and what that, what that feels like is that this is a one-way street. This is a one-way street where you're saying how it's going to be. You're, you're trying to just dictate. It's a very dictate mentality. But that's not how men and women operate. That's not, that's not how you get a girl to relax and get comfortable and to f- just flow into this vibe. No, not at all, because that's a two-way street that I just described. That's a two-way street where in her feminine being, she needs to feel the masculine within you that is not, not just a strong frame, not just a powerful, strong frame that is going to be able to handle her tests, handle her challenges to make sure that you are, in fact, someone that she wants to be with that's not just going to crumble by the wayside at, any, at the, first sign of a, or the first sign of a bit of a challenge. She needs to make sure that, that you're a guy worth his salt. And vice versa, and vice versa. This goes back and forward, right? Look at that. It goes back and forward. It's, that's, that's a key social dynamic. That is a key principle in social dynamics, which is that it goes back and forward. It's never one doing to the other. There is no do to the other. There is no, th- th- that separation. That's what I'm talking about here. So, so you should never be there on the couch. You should never be there in the bed or in post, even if it wasn't in the moment that you were thinking of it like that, but you should never be there in post going, she wasn't doing what I wanted her to do. No, when, whenever I hear, the way that now I've interpreted this email and the way that I feel that coming through now because we're playing it out in visuals, the, the instant I hear that, the moment I feel that, I go, well, of course. Well, of course. Of course you start to feel negative. Of course you start to feel rejected. Of course it just didn't go the way that you wanted it to go because you're viewing this as I do this to her, she does this to me, as opposed to we do this together. We bring each other into this. We feel each other in this. We show each other where we're at. Look at all those inclusive terms. Look at all that we, look at that where, look at show us, right? It's never, it's never, oh man, that's just such a key crucial thing you got to get through because, and listen, I'm going hard on this guy and that's why I don't use real names so I can go hard on it. But if he's listening to this, it should be burning him. Like this should sting you. This should sting you into now wanting to improve, not sting you because <coughs> I'm just trying to burn you out. No, it should sting you and it should sting any guy that has been going through their interactions in this manner, that has been conducting his interactions in such a way that is not inclusive of the person in front of him because then you can't possibly show the level of empathy that is going to get her to calm down, that is going to get her to be able to release release into you, release that feminine energy into your masculine hold, your masculine stronghold. That is good. And that, and that right there, and that right there, when only then right there, only then right there, when you present a girl an opportunity to say, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You're not ready right now. You're not ready right now. That's okay. Let's get back to what we were doing. You can always go back to what you were doing. You can always take one step back. If she was comfortable to be there with you on the couch, just chatting it up, shooting the shit, watching this, watching this sort of the stranger. Ah, it's one of the best movies I've seen recently. That's why I keep referencing it. You know, you can always go back to that. Just because she gave you this red light, all that means. Let's get tactic here for a second. Let's let's not talk in 
analogies and metaphors right now. Let's get straight to it. When she gives you the red light, all that means is that you went a little too fast for her. She needs you to calm down. And not only does she need you to calm down because she's she's not feeling comfortable, like that's her 50, but what she's also asking of you in that moment is, what is his 50 like? How does he respond to me when I tell him and show him whether it's communicated consciously or subcommunicated unconsciously? <coughs> what is, how does he respond to that? Because how he responds to that, how he presents his masculine hold, right? how he presents that stronghold, is it strong? Or is it weak? Does he get rejected, dejected? Does he start to feel dejected? All because I'm just not ready right now. Well, then this guy's probably not for me. This guy's probably not for me because this guy hasn't learned to be able to not only manage someone else's 50, but not only, but as well not be able to manage his own 50. This guy hasn't learned to be able to manage the girl sitting in front of him and also manage himself. It's self-management and it's, and it's you and his partner, her, whatever, the person in front of you management as well. And that's really the core fundamental key set here, key skill set here, which is that, and you know, it's all a journey. So don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up like I'm going hard because I need to go hard. But I always want to tag back here with, hey, you will continuously fuck this up until it just drives, drives the spear so deep into your mind and that you finally get it. Where you see the matrix, so to speak, where you're sitting there on the couch, you're sitting there in the bedroom, and you're lying down next to each other, and you just and you push her and you push, right? And you push in a good way. I don't mean like push in a rapey way. I mean like you push in a good way in terms of you're leading. You're showing this girl that I wanna I wanna take you deeper here. I want us to go deeper here. I want us to feel this deeper together. But then she pushes back and she goes, actually I'm not ready for that right now. Until you can see the matrix in that one moment, and I remember it. I remember it so fucking clearly where it had just been day two after day two after day two that I just kept fucking this up. Kept fucking this up where I just kept, and we're going to talk about the macro as well. It's actually been very micro so far, but I will talk about what this means for you and why the title of this potter is why your impatience will kill your dating life. Not just why your impatience will kill your interaction because it will do that as well, of course. Make no mistake, we'll do that, of course. But why this will also kill your entire dating life. And that's the macro stuff. So I need to just tag that in my mind, keep that in my mind. <clears throat> but, you know, I remember, I remember as on coming up in my journey, and listen, I can still make this mistake today. That is the nature of the journey, which is that you're always learning, you're always learning. But, you know, I don't make this mistake nearly as much as I did when I first began. And it's been a while, but I remember there was a stage where it was just day two after day two after day two of bringing the girl back to my place. You know, you get, you know, most girls, I say the average amount of girls are okay to kiss, but the moment you try and start taking clothes off, that's where you're really going to see how comfortable a girl is. That's when you're really going to find out where this girl's at. And you're the most, and you go, you know, she goes, I'm not ready right now. I'm not ready for this. And it's not that she'll necessarily say that. No, she will just move your hand away or she will shy, she'll tense up. If you're really present present in the moment, you won't even need to hear her say, right? Some some guys and students that I've had, they're too literal, way too literal that you've like, for some reason, need to hear her say, oh, I'm not ready for this. And then that causes you to realize, oh shit, I'm not ready. No, you should just be able to feel based on her breathing pattern and based on her body, based on the way that you're feeling her breathing, is she allowing her breath to come in out nice and deep? right? Is that coming in now? Is she tensing up? You know, the first thing we tense up when we get tense is our hands. 
Right? Our hands are the first thing. The muscles in our hands are the first thing. Just You just know, like if you're just walking down the street and you're holding your phone and all of a sudden something happens, the first thing you feel is like, oh, you tighten your grip. The grip gets tight. The, bright, the breath gets short. You should be able to feel that in the moment. And I remember, I remember making this mistake over and over and over again where, you know, I would just, I would, I was this guy. Like, let's be real here, guys. I was this guy. I was the guy that when a girl gave me that first sign of, okay, not ready right now. Not ready for this right now. Show me what you got. Show me what you got, Adam. Show me what you can, how you can handle the situation. I didn't see it that way. I saw it in the way that this guy saw it. I thought that either she just wasn't the girl for me, right? She wasn't the girl for me because, you know, I'm this direct guy. I'm this guy that's being direct. I'm this guy that's putting my masculinity forward. And if she's not ready for this, well, she's just, she's just not the right girl for me. That was, it, that was a big part of my mentality, which we'll talk about more later, the macro stuff of how you're handling people in general. And we've got more macro stuff to come on. You know, that, I, that was a big part of mine, but also another part of it was, you know, I just, am I doing something wrong here? Am I doing something wrong here? I, I'm sure that's a lot of you guys listening to this. I'm sure that's guy, that is this guy listening to this, feeling like you fucked up something in your own skill set. You know, just because you pushed it forward. No, no. It is your role as the masculine being to lead this. It is your role to take her by the hand and lead her, push her. And I, don't, and, you know, I say push her, push her to open up and to open up to the situation because make no mistake, the girl is trusting you to do that. She had trust in you to do that. However, it is her role to test you. It is her role as the feminine being to go, not ready for this. Not ready for this, which should tell you, okay, she's not ready for this right now, which means she's got her own shit to deal with. But also, she's asking me, hold the frame. That's a challenge for me. Do I get dejected or do I rise to that challenge? And what is rising to the challenge? I said it before. It's chilling the fuck out. Right, what do you do in that situation? You want a hardcore, you want a hardcore thing right now. What do you do in the situation when a girl is not ready? You chill out. You go back to where you once were. And where were you just before that? Before you made that move to, you know, take her bra off or to unbutton her shirt or to pull the pants down, whatever. Whatever you were doing before that, you go back to that. You go back to that. Let me reset this camera. Alrighty, that's enough on that. I think I think that's that's wrapped that up nicely. Like that just answers it straight up that. You guys, you're being impatient. You're being super impatient when a girl is you know, showing she's not ready. That's all that's asking of you is just to be more empathetic. Have empathy for where she's coming from and make sure, make sure you understand that this is not a one-way street, that sexuality, getting physically connected, both in a set, you know, sexually connected, both on a physically and an emotional level. It's a two-way street. It's a thing that you've got to feel between each other. Some girls... Some girls got no worries. Some girls got no hangouts. Some girls you just connect on such a goddamn level that it's like fireworks right from the beginning. There is no non-compliance. There is resistance. There is none of that. All it is is just let's just flow together, baby. Let's just flow together. And then that's great. That's some girls. But then you got all these other girls that have been through trials in life. You know, many girls that I've been with that have just been sexually abused in their life. They, it, surprise, it will surprise you as you go down this journey how many girls have been sexually abused in some way or another. Whether it's full-on rape, whether it's just maybe their uncle when they were a little younger, right? You know, child stuff. You know, it can, it's, it's such a broad spectrum. <coughs> I've had many girls tell me, you know, many girls tell me before sex that, you know, I'm, I've got this thing. I've got this thing. 
and I need you to take care of me. Fuck. The amount of times I've heard, not those exact words, because obviously everyone says it a little bit differently, but it will shock you how many girls have been mistreated by other dudes, right? And that should invite you to step up. That should invite you to now be a more involved masculine being, be a newer version of yourself that goes, okay, just because this girl's not ready right now, that doesn't mean I wave the white flag. That doesn't mean I get dejected and rejected. That means that I go, oh, oh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me to be a better version. It's a challenge for me, show more empathy, show more empathy, show more passions. I said, I was going to say passion and patience. Show more passion for patience. There you go. There you go. That's what it is, guys. You know, you could stop listening at this point and that's the main ticket. That's the main thing here. However, don't <laughs> because we're going to get into some deeper shit now. But that's that surface level. At least that's, you know, that it's like uh, that's all the tactics you'll ever need. Young Adam, what did he do? Essentially what this guy said in his email. That's what young Adam would do, right? He would not. And okay, so this organically segues us into the big thing I want to talk about. How you handle her after this. So what happens to a guy who doesn't know how to handle a girl who's not quite ready yet and now views this in a really fucked up way, in a way that his perspective is skewed, super skewed. The way I used to view it was that, oh, this girl's just not for me. This girl's just not for me because, you know, I'm living this hardcore direct lifestyle. I'm living this hardcore direct masculine lifestyle in which that I tell girls what it is. I tell girls how I'm feeling, what I want from these relationships, what I see for us. And if they're not down for this at all, right? And if it's not an absolute hardcore 100% green flag, yes. If it's not that, then I'm out. Hang on a second, Adam. That's where I made a lot of fucking mistakes because some girls, as you now find out through experience, hey, maybe they need two day twos, two more dates after the day two. Maybe they need day three, day four, and then on the day five, maybe then they're ready to fully commit sexually and then they'll give their all to you. You know, how about that? Because you're so short-sighted, young Adam. You're so short-sighted. It's like just because this girl is not down in this one moment right now, she's not comfortable right now, you cut her off immediately. That's it. You never see this girl again. The amount of times I've done that, and you know, I, I really do apologize to those girls that had to bear with me in my formative years of learning that had to, you know, I'm sure it fucked with their minds. Like, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it fucked with their minds that why is this guy dropped me like a sack of potatoes so quickly just because I wasn't willing to have sex then and there. You know, it's such an immature mindset. And when I say immature, when I say that in reference to myself, immature based on experience. This guy wasn't experienced enough to go, well, it doesn't violate my principles as a dude to give this girl a little more time to get comfortable, right? Now, there is definitely a line. There is definitely a line in the sand that you must draw. Because, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not being the guy sitting here going, okay, you need to go out on 10 day twos. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to go out on 10 dates uh, and, you know, just keep getting dragged along, dragged along. Now, if you're doing day twos correctly, it shouldn't be an issue. If you're the type of dude that hasn't even learned the fundamentals of day twos and you're like bringing girls out to dinner, paying for their meals, doing flashy shit, skydiving, scuba diving, you know, just, oh my gosh. If you're the type of guy that has not worked out yet that pre-sex, all day twos, all dates should be low key and low investment. Why? Number one, you don't know who the fuck this person is. Who is she? Who is she on your ladder? And who are you on her ladder? Low key. Keep it low key. Why as well? 
If you're doing these high investment dates where a lot of financial investments required, what does that say about your life? What does that say about who you are? Well, it says a lot about who you are. It says a lot about the fact of how needy you are, needing to convince her, needing to try and shower her with these gifts and this money, and then I'll get the sex. What does that say about you? What does that fucking say about you? Terrible things. So if you haven't even worked that out, like I assume my audience should know this shit. I assume that my guys should know that these day twos should be low-key, low investment. That's it. That's the main principle there. Now, why was I saying that? Because if you're with a girl that I was drawing the line with, if you're with a girl that you've been, you know, it just looks like it's it's going to take every single time you go out with each other, and maybe it's been like the fifth or sixth or seventh time you've seen each other, and she's still not comfortable, and you have been showing ultra levels of empathy, you've been showing ultra levels of self-awareness, you're being right there with her, you're talking to her about it, you're having open and honest discussions, lines of communication are open, and she's still not comfortable, then you can draw a line, then you can go, well, we're probably not right for each other, probably then, then that's a good time to make the discernment, like I'm not saying that you need to give a girl 20 dates, or just unlimited infinity dates before she gets comfortable, no, of course, there's obviously a time a point in time in which you will realize we're not right for each other. Such is the entire purpose of day twos. The entire purpose of day twos is to work out, are we right for each other? But that's not most guys. And that was certainly was not me when I was coming up. When I was coming up, I was dropping girls after one day two because they weren't on the same vibe with me, because they weren't on the same level of comfortability with me. Now that is so impatient. Is so impatient. There are so many girls that I have now been with where, same example, right? For whatever reason, can be a million different reasons, could be growing up, background, sexual abuse, da da da, whatever. They were not comfortable on the first day two to go down and jig. However, I looked at that moment and now coming through full circle, I go, that's okay. That's okay. She's still a cool girl. She's still a cool girl. Like, if you tell me, tell me this. Tell me, imagine there's like some future Adam could come in on this situation right now. And he could say to me right now, listen, Adam. If you could just be patient for another, let's say three day twos. Let's say you got to go out with this girl three more times before she feels comfortable to release her femininity into your masculine vibe and your masculine stronghold. It's, it's going to require another three day twos. And what does that mean? Does that mean that, oh, you just have to show up and just be disconnected? No. No, it means that she needs to see you three more times. She needs to get comfortable with you three more times. She needs to to feel who you are as a person three more times, then this this girl here in front of you will be comfortable to release. Now, if you knew that going into this one interaction at the beginning of this first day too, of course, you would be fine. You would go, all right, okay, chill, chill. It just means this girl's uncomfortable right now. Of course, but you don't have that magic genie. You don't have that magic genie to speak in you and go, this is when this girl will be comfortable. And nor would you want to. Nor would you want this magical genie because that just makes the whole process redundant, right? The process of learning how to manage someone else and manage yourself, that's the juice here. That's the fruit right here. That, that is the Bavarian cream pie right here, which is that we're learning about ourselves, we're learning about others. And we're becoming better people because of it. So you don't want that genie, but that's the mentality you should have. The mentality you should have is, well, just because a girl's not comfortable right now doesn't mean she won't be comfortable next time or the time after or the time after that. Now, based on the girl and how you perceive her to be worth to you, like, what do I really see this going somewhere with her? 
then you might be willing to hang out for seven times, eight, ten times, if she's really just blowing your fucking mind. Now, I don't, in my experience, I have not experienced having to have seen a girl ten times before you finally got sexual. Because it, that's really that's really extreme. I'm using that as an extremity. As, that is, not extremity. I'm using that as an extreme example to show you the mentality. Now, what is it actually going to look like in real life? You know, most times, I can I remember this uh, this Dutch girl. This Dutch girl, it's interesting because Dutch and German girls often have this vibe that they're super easy. And when I say easy, I mean like they're very free-flowing. They're very comfortable with their bodies, right? There's a very... And and uh, don't, don't, don't come down on me if you're like a German dude who lives in Germany or a, Dutch, or a guy who's in Amsterdam going, no, they're not, Adam. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I should have added a caveat there. German and Dutch girls that travel are. It's like Australian girls that travel. They're super loose. Super loose on their... Uh, and, and that's good. That's good. I'll, I encourage that. I encourage people to be loose with their sexuality and to get comfortable with that. You know, forget about, forget about what you were told when you are growing up, right? Everyone loves sex. Everyone loves sex when it's been presented in the right way. So, anyways, that's on a tangent. Uh, actually, good time to take this. I'm going to reset this camp. So, anyways, I get back to it. I was onto this this Dutch girl, and on the surface, she's like one of the one of the easiest interactions and one of the best interactions I ever had on the street. Like, it was just so comfortable. There was there was no blockages whatsoever. There was no uh, what I like to refer to as logical objections. You know, romantically she's available, logistically she's available, and emotionally she's available. Right, it was a great, great interaction. It couldn't have been easier, is what I'm trying to paint here. And then we're out on the day two, and uh, you know, a good bit of coffee. We were down actually. Was, this one was in Melbourne, so we're down at uh, probably Flagstaff, something like that. No, it was Flagstaff, and we're just chilling. No, we're just chilling. We're having a good time, and you know, we're making out. That's fine. But then when we go back to do Disney and chill, right? It says, "Hey, you want to go back to some Disney and chill?" Red flag, straight up. That's where she got super uncomfortable. Yet everything leading up into this moment, super comfortable. Right, the initial interaction, fantastic, vibing, so much good vibe. You know, going into the makeout, fantastic. Just if there was, if you were like a betting man, if I was a betting man, if there was any interaction that you thought that this was just going to be a clean sweep and that there would be no uh, shit to deal with, and when I talk about shit, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean like, you know, hurdles, the, no challenges. That if you thought there was this, there was any interaction that was going to have the least amount of challenges, there we go. It was going to be this interaction. But then the moment we go for Disney and chill, I say, hey, uh, you know, you work at, you obviously during day two, you should be working out logistics well in advance. And I know that she's not doing too much tonight. I'm not doing too much tonight. So I'm like, hey, let's go back. Let's, let's go check out this Lion King. And uh, then all of a sudden, I felt the vibe shift. All of a sudden, then, not then I could feel it. And, you know, it's, of course not. She's, good. she's not going to be saying, like, no, no, those girls don't do that. Girls will, they will tell you through their body. They will tell you through, oh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, they'll tell you through that. And of course, you know, I learn to chill. And, you know, even that example right there when I go, I remember that one going, and then I'm, I think the whole reason why I started telling this story is part of when I was fucking this up big time. And I dropped her then and there. Okay, not then and there, but that was the last time I saw her because I just didn't have the patience. Didn't have the patience to go, all right. Clearly, me and this girl really get each other. It was a great interaction on the street. It was a great interaction up until this moment. And everything's fine. But for some reason, and I don't know yet, but for some reason, she's not comfortable for what Disney and chill means. And of course, every girl knows every, know, every girl knows what Disney and chill is, right? She doesn't, she, she's not comfortable with this right now. 
And yet I, I remember leaving that interaction already dejected, already feeling like ah, I'm not going to waste any more time with this girl. And I never saw her again. And, you know, I have no regrets in life because look at it. How could you regret that? How could I regret that? Because I never, I've never really made that mistake again. That was, the, that was my memory. The reason why I went on this story is because that's really my last memory of me having made this mistake to such a degree. You know, sometimes, if for whatever reason I was off that day, I may make a slightly impatient decision in the moment, but then I'll recorrect in the moment. But I have not since that day, I don't think so, I have not since that day made such a fatal mistake in which that I ended an interaction with finality because I was not willing to be patient to see this girl again you know, a couple of days later, the next week later. I, it's just, I look back on myself then I go, so that's why no regrets. That's why no regrets because I haven't made that mistake again. And now you want to look at what happens now. I mentioned before, now at times I'm more than willing if the vibe's there and we're feeling good. Hey, I'll see you again. Sometimes I on purposely do it just to like counter correct, counter correct. There we go. Sometimes I on purposely just counter correct myself by not even trying to go beyond what I thought I thought I would want to go with. Like even if the signals are there, sometimes I just go, hey, let's just keep it here. And that really throws a girl for a loop. That really throws a girl for a uh, through a spin because you know most girls are expecting guys to be you know a little too pushy. But if you could even just go, oh, hey, I'm fine making out of you tonight. I know we're gonna see each other again. And of course you don't verbally say that. I'm just saying for the guys, I'm just saying what's my thought process is. But what that is, is that, you know, you just keep her there. You just keep her there. And, you know, that not only does that do a world of good for you because it keeps a girl going, okay, what's going on with this guy? What's going on with this guy? This guy's got a bit of mystery to him. This guy's not who I thought he was in a good way. Like in a way that I'm not going to, he's not the guy I thought I was reading right now. Right? And you're keeping this girl on her toes. Now, that's something that I love to do now. And it also, I do that because of the fun of it, but it also counter-corrects. Because it counter-corrects my, if there, was any, if there was any neediness to have sex with girl, this girl tonight, I'm going to counter-correct that and go, I'm going to keep this right here. I'm going to keep this right here because I'm so confident in my ability to be able to stay in the pocket with her and read who this girl is, even if what I'm reading should tell me that this girl is down for sex right now, right? Even if that's what I'm reading, sometimes I'll counter-correct myself and just go, hey, I'm cool making out right now. That's fine right now because I'm going to see this girl again and then we'll have sex tomorrow or on Wednesday or three days later or the week after because that confidence that confidence to not be needy to not need the sex right now right and to not and so now you might be thinking of course there's a caveat to everything there's a nuanced shit now does that mean that you do this with everyone no no sometimes that can actually fuck you up (laughs) sometimes that mentality can fuck like if you use that mentality because this is the thing guys there is no blanket mentality. It is always reading the person in front of you. But because for some girls, hyper-aggressive girls, if you don't close that deal with them right then and there, you don't see them again. Hands up to those of you guys who got a little more experience that have been with a girl that is very physically comfortable, very physically aggressive in a good way, sexually very free, and you were actually a few steps behind. You, were, you weren't reading the person in front of you. Ah, there it is again. I wasn't reading the person in front of me and going, oh shit, this girl needs this now. She needs this now because of her experiences. And if I'm not going to give it to her now, that actually shows her that I'm a little too hesitant here. I wasn't the masculine frame that she needed right here. So that happens as well. 
but it's but it all comes back. It all comes back to reading the person in front of you, high levels of empathy, and this is all comes through experience. You know, some of you guys, you know, it's, it's always the out of 10, and some of you guys might be thinking, oh shit, there's so much to know. There's so much to be able to read. Yeah, there is. It's human beings. We're reading human beings. They, anytime someone should say to you, this is what you do every time, stop listening to that person. Please stop listening to that person where you go, this is what you must do every single time. Even with my core fundamental principles of direct, congruent, authentic, of course there is room for nuance within all of it. Do you think that when I'm on the airplane and I'm flying in and there's this dime piece next to me and we're having a great time just bantering, talking about the other passengers, fucking fucking with the air hostess, right? You know, do, you, do you think I'm all of a sudden going to turn to her and go... By the way, I think you're uh, super attractive. I feel like we should get to know each other sometime. No, because that is super uncalibrated to that moment. Is it enough for me to just go, hey, hey, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Let's meet up today. Oi, what's, uh-huh. you yeah, know, depending on the vibe. Sometimes you don't even need to go for the number. Sometimes Instagram is better. Sometimes, a lot of times Instagram is better if you guys have really got to that place of rapport. Right? You know, look it's, Look at so many nuances within there. But, of course, the principle is there, which is that I'm leading this girl in a direct manner. Now, on the street, I don't want to... Obviously, this can go forever. Obviously, I can talk about the nuances within the main principles. But take the main principles for what they are. And this is where I wrap this up. The main principles when it comes to managing your impatience is that you're just not reading the girl in front of you. You're not being empathetic to the woman in front of you. When you can do that, and when Coombs right here, when Coombs right here, who sent me this email, can get past the point and can mature to the point of not getting negative on himself and not feeling, in his words, rejected just because a girl is not feeling this vibe right now, right? When he can get to the place of going, ah, let's matrix up right now. Let's level up our self-awareness right now. Let's read the girl in front of us and go, she's not ready for right now. That does not mean she won't be ready tomorrow, next week, again, right? Now, of course, nuance, there is a line that we will draw where we go, okay, we've been out five times and this girl, and obviously we're feeling each other, but she's got something, some kind of block in her mind right here that she's not willing to release sexually, both emotionally and physically. That's cool. We will just be friends then. We can just have an awesome friendship together because that's all this is ever going to be. And you make that decision. Note how that is your decision to make. You are leading the situation as your masculine vibe is instructed to do, right? There, there is no friend zone when you decide that we are being friends. Friend zone comes about as a result of a woman seeing that, oh, this guy is not willing to lead me. Ah, I'm going to put him in the friend zone, right? There's a key difference there. So that's what it's going to be. And until, until younger Adam could mature up to the point, which of course I did, which realized that, hey, I'll give this some more time. I'll give this some more time within reason, within reason but at the point that that reason breaks and generally speaking that's you feel it you just go well we've had several opportunities here to to release i feel like she knows me pretty well now and she's still not releasing hey that's her deal that's cool we'll move on but don't be this younger adam please guys don't be this younger adam that just because a girl was not down then and there in that moment that all of a sudden cut her you cut right don't be that guy don't be that guy because you miss out on so many beautiful opportunities to connect with people there are so many girls that I'm, I'm that I jive with nowadays that I realize, like in the moment, I go, I can see the matrix, so to speak, in the moment where I go, "Hey, this is what I older Adam, sorry, younger Adam, this is when younger Adam would have fucked up." Like you could, I can feel it now. 
I can feel it now because you go through enough of this where it's like, <clears throat> oh shit, I got enough experience of fucking this up to know when I'm about to fuck it up, so I'm not going to fuck it up. So I'm going to chill back here a little bit. That's the, that's the key principle. And so that's that's it there. Another one here. Just, hey guys, how many times you hear me read? The, how many times you hear me say this? Just read the person in front of you. Now, what does that require? Hey, I'm going to ask you guys a question right now. When I say read the person in front of you, what does that require of you? <coughs> Legit, answer it. Answer the question. Say it out loud or write it down right now. I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds. Actually, I'm going to reset this camera, so hang on. Ow, fuck. I just smashed the ball of my teeth. I still got lessons to learn. <laughs> okay, so hopefully you guys had some time. Probably not because I just did the cut. But when I say learn to read the person in front of you, what does that require of you? Whatever your answer was, this is what it does require of you. It requires presence. It requires you to be present in that one moment. You could never read someone's emotional vibe and their emotional frequency of where they're at if you aren't actually there with them in the moment. Now, I don't know because I don't know this guy. I wasn't there with him, but I would take a swing. I would take a good swing that he wasn't 100% present with her in that one moment because if he was, he would probably not understand this girl's not ready right now. I need to chill back. Now, he might have been and maybe he just didn't have the experience to know, chill back. Maybe he didn't have that experience. Whatever, I don't know him. But I know for myself that generally speaking, when I used to make that mistake of waving the white flag, getting negative, getting dejected because this girl's not willing to have sex right now, I remember in reflection and in my journal going back afterwards going, yeah, what was my level of presence on a scale of 0 to 10? Probably about a 3. Probably about a 2. Probably present enough just to know that I'm a human being. But I was so stuck up in my head. Still trying chess games, chess games in my head. No, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. And if you are that guy, all right. All right, you know what to do now. You know what you need to work on right now. And that's all we can ever do. Because like I started off this potter with, it's just rung after rung. It's just climbing the ladder of one mistake to the next mistake to the next mistake. And that's like, that's what I love about this process because there's always the next mistake. Ah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I fucking love that. That's, a, that's the joy in life though. Because what that infers is that there's always an opportunity for you to get better. And if there's always an opportunity for you to get better, then that means that you always have a reason to be living. At the very core level, on a fundamental level, you have the shittest life ever. You could have the shittest circumstances ever. You could be so down on your luck that you just want to end life right now. However, I do say this to you right now, if you are in that position, if you are at the absolute bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. There's nowhere to go but that first little rung this little wrong, oh, hold on, let me learn this. Let me learn this mistake. Let me learn from this mistake. Let me get just that little bit better. You know, at the very, that's why video games are so addictive. Video games wouldn't be so addictive if there wasn't challenge and objectives and levels to level up on. And that's how you should view life. That's how you, or in my opinion, that's how you should view life. That's how you should view your interactions. What's the next challenge? What's the next level for me to level up on here? And you know, don't get, don't get, don't get weird about it. Don't be like, Level one, D don't be that guy, right? But just go that, okay, this is what I'm faced with right now. These are the challenges I'm faced with right now. Uh, let me exercise a little bit of, of self-power so I can self-cultivate and become a better version of myself here. Mm. What up? So that's where we're going to wrap up this pottery, guys. We are ticking on somewhere close to an hour, which is pretty average. That's what we're going for normally. 
And yeah, I feel like we got a lot of good shit out there. If you guys uh, are interested in hearing me talk about your stories or you got things you want me to get in on, right? Dive in with me on Instagram at uitang one double o i tang one. DM me through there. That's good shit. Hit me up there, or you can email me at the website boldojo.com. Uh, Facebook as well. And a lot of you guys, some of you guys, get more active on Facebook. So that's at the Adam Ui, the Adam Ui. Yeah, that's on Facebook. You can you guys hit me up there. Uh, and yeah, also drop comments down below. If you guys really enjoyed this episode of the Boldojo podcast brought to you by boldojo.com, then go ahead, drop comments down below. Let me know what you thought. You know, give me that feedback. I really appreciate that. And yeah, cheeky few plugs here at the end. If you guys do want to dive deeper, you want to get a little more uh, knowledge going into this, you guys can pick up the ebook, my crash course to kick ass day game, toolbox of game ebook on the website, autojo.com, booking one-on-one Skype calls. Uh, you want to dive deeper with me into this nuance kind of shit. You know, I fucking love it. Uh, especially when I get to talk with guys and that's just that raw current way. It's such a good time. Yeah, booking one-on-one Skype calls. You can do that on the website, boldojo.com. 30 and 60 minute sessions and then booking boot camps. By the way, I've got boot camp in Melbourne next week. There is one spot open available on that. So wherever you are in the world, you want to fly down to Melbourne or if you're in Melbourne or if you're somewhere in Australia, there is one spot available on next week's boot camp, which is April 20th and April 21st. That is day game. So hit me up, bodojo.com for that. It's the boot camp section. You can send me a message through there, inquiries through there. If you are a guy who is international, you want me to come over to you, UK, US lads, uh, bodojo.com as well for booking boot camps, uh, inquiries, that kind of stuff. You know, summertime's coming up for you guys, so try and get those inquiries in now. It can help me kind of plan in advance. And that's it. And that's it. If you guys uh, you enjoy this video, thumbs up. Give me that feedback. Stay engaged with me. Head over to Instagram because that's where I'm at, you know, when I'm not on YouTube, posting up on YouTube. So thanks very much, guys. I really appreciate you being here along the journey with me. I wish you the best on your journey. As always, much peace and much joy. Yeah.